welcome to another episode of the Sports Mecca Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Abramo. Today, I have the opportunity to speak with Eastern Kentucky Colonels quarterback Parker McKinney. Parker, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate the time. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, absolutely, man. We've had a handful of FCS, FBS players that have come on the podcast in the past couple of years. Some have been quarterbacks, some have been defensive players, but for you yourself, you know, give me an update about what the off season's been like for you. And now you're also going to be a couple months coming up uh, for the 2023 season. Yeah. So the off season has just kind of been a lot of work for me. Obviously, coming up, this is my final year of college football. So, you know, I'm just trying to prepare the best I can so I can go out and hopefully have a great year. Um, we got a lot of new guys in. So, kind of, especially like in the receiver room. So, I'm trying to get with those guys, you know, make sure we're on the same page. And, you know, they're still kind of learning the playbook and stuff. So, trying to get with them and throw routes and stuff just to make sure we're on the same page going into the season. You mentioned that it's your final season of college. Has that hit you yet? <laughs> yeah, it has a little bit. Um, so we have a tied end last year, Dakota Allen, who is he's coming off of ACL surgery and stuff. So I'm still he's still got teams in the NFL very interested in him. So I've been going and throwing with him. And so, you know, kind of seeing like that next step of what it kind of looks like to progress away from college football. It's definitely started to hit me, you know, going and working with him and that kind of stuff for sure. Right. Has the off season workout or just that off season scheduling and being with the team? I mean, since you've been now with the program for six years, has it ever gotten to you like, man, like it's kind of gotten a little monotonous and a little boring? Yeah, I mean, it does get monotonous, like you said, because a lot of times it is the same stuff over and over again. I think kind of just the thing for me is just like focusing on, you know, kind of the goal at hand and what I want the season to look like. So, you know, just kind of attacking every day with that mentality, I feel like kind of helps me get through it and just kind of makes it enjoyable for me. And also, you know, the guys I have around me, my teammates, you know, a lot of them are some of my best friends. So that definitely, you know, helps most days. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into the the 2022 season and the past few seasons that you've had. But what would be your goal for the 2023 season? I know you had, you know, a fantastic season last year. You set a lot of records and you were a member of one of the best offenses in the FCS, but do you have any goals that you have in mind that you want to achieve? Um, you know, individually for me, I don't, I don't really have a lot of like individual goals. I feel like kind of my individual goals kind of align with like the team goals. Um, I feel like last year, obviously we made it to the playoffs and then lost first round. And I feel like um, to a lot of us, that was almost like embarrassing to make it to the playoffs and then get kind of beat pretty badly in the first game. So I feel like, Going into this year, I know our main goal, especially as a team and for myself, is to it, once we make the playoffs, obviously make a make a run into the playoffs. I think would definitely be my goal. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, Eastern Kentucky they hired a new quarterbacks coach, Maxwell Smith, in February. Since he's joined the program, you know what is your relationship with him like? Yeah, no, it's been good. Um, obviously, he's great. He's. Uh, you know, he's been around football for a long time. He played quarterback at Kentucky and San Diego State. Um, and then he's he served time, which which I think is really going to help me a lot, is he worked, like, for UK as kind of like a defensive analyst, uh, defensive QC, grad assistant, whatever you want to call it. So he understands defenses really well, which, you know, as a quarterback is one of the main things is understanding defenses. 
which is something he obviously um, knows a lot of because he's been on both sides of it. So, you know, kind of him having all this knowledge coming in, I think can really help me. And it has so far the few months he's been here. You talked about different coverages and maybe game plan against the defense. What do you think you've learned about just handling different coverages? And is there a certain coverage that you've had problems with in the past that you've been able to kind of diagnose better since you've been in school for a few years? Not necessarily. Obviously, I came from like a single A school in Tennessee. So like single A ball, most of the time in Tennessee, it's like basically you just you just guard the man in front of you. So coming into college, I barely knew hardly anything about coverages. And, you know, going into what is this year six, I think for me, counting the COVID year and retro year six. I mean, I feel like almost every coverage they put out there, I can, you know, diagnose it and understand it, you know, before the ball's even snapped, which I think, you know, says a lot about the coaches I've had so far in, in my career here at EKU. Right. Now, speaking of the coaches that you've had, you've been with your current head coach, Walt Wells, and offensive coordinator Andy Richmond for three years. So you've been there with them. You've had a relationship with them for the past couple of years now. How much do you think you have as an advantage, you know, being with them and having a really consistent consistency with them and, you know, knowing each other for a few years? Yeah, I think that's I think that's huge for me. Obviously, having just a great understanding of the offense now, going into year three, year four, whatever it is, you know, having a great understanding of the offense and also the relationship I have with those guys and that they have with me. I feel like we're on the same page about a lot of stuff, and I feel like that's huge, especially as a quarterback. And I feel like Coach Richmond's offense um, kind of fits me very well, and I think that's another big thing about playing quarterback is playing in a system that kind of plays towards your strengths, if that makes sense. What do you think makes the relationship with you and Richmond work so well and what made it work well last year, especially? Um, I just felt like, you know, especially with him, you know, he's just pretty honest uh, with you. He'll kind of tell you how it is. And I feel like, which is good, you know, he'll tell me stuff like, hey, you need to work on this or, hey, they're doing that. You need to work on that. You know, he's not one that just, you know, says good job after every play, whether it is a good job or not, or if there's something like something small that you could tweak, you know, it's something he's going to tell you. And obviously me being like a quarterback, I want to know every little thing I can get better at. And I feel like he really helps me in that aspect. What what would you describe your, your playing style? Like, like, like you want me to compare it to somebody or, or like how I, how I view it, how you view it. Um, You know, I feel like I'm a pocket passer that is somewhat mobile. Um, You know, a lot of people, uh, kind of joke around with me that like I, I seem I'm actually a little faster than I look at times but um, I would definitely say you know I'm a pocket passer first and then obviously I really do like to get out and scramble and run the ball as well mm-hmm. later in this podcast I have some quick hitters that maybe you can if you want you can talk about comparing yourself to other quarterbacks that have played in the, in the pro level but it's kind of speaking on the topic of the season and the growth that you've made in your time in college when you were in your season a year ago in 2022, the Colonels had a top 10 offense in the FCS and passing third downs, completion percentage and total offense. So talk about, you know, the rise in that category in those categories and just on that side of the ball last year and anticipation and expectations to keep that going this year. Yeah, I think a lot of it was we had guys who had been in the system for at least one, two or three years, you know, so it was guys who kind of understood the system. I felt like the 
2021 season, there were so many new faces out there, a lot of transfers. We got in a lot of freshmen, a lot of young guys. So going into the 2022 season, a lot of the guys kind of had the experience under their belt and they kind of, you know, knew more of what to expect and they understood the offense better, which I think helped us a lot, especially in third downs. That's one thing Coach Richmond really harps on is third down efficiency, which obviously we did pretty well in for, for the most part last year. Yeah, and I've, you know, as a college football viewer, I you know, I, I watch the AFCS, like you guys are the level that you guys are on the FBS. I feel like with the extra year of COVID and a lot of the players that ended up returning, it provided like the teams that were able to keep an older roster or a roster that was able to get, have a lot of starters return, they were able to have, you know, either good seasons or seasons that they were able to be more consistent in years past. Would you agree? Yeah, I 100% agree. I think that, you know, that played a role with us last year because um, we had a lot of guys who had been in the system for multiple years. We didn't have a lot of people, a lot of key players transfer out and that kind of stuff. And that definitely plays a role, especially, you know, just bonding with your teammates and understanding, you know, where guys are going to be and that kind of stuff I think is huge, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You touched on it a little bit about playing in the playoffs and the goal for you as a team would to be not only make the playoffs again, but to win a round, win, or, win a couple rounds maybe. Just on the side of just making the playoffs, you know, it was the program's first FCS playoff appearance, I think in about eight years. Just talk about that and making history and being part of that milestone. Yeah, no, that was obviously a, a huge stepping stone for us. Um, you know, making the playoffs, especially like at Eastern Kentucky, is such a tradition rich, rich program with Coach Kidd, you know, dating back to whenever he coached and obviously the winning tradition he brought in. And then obviously Coach Wells, he's trying to, you know, bring that winning tradition back to EKU, which I think he's doing a great job of. And as you can tell, each year, you know, we're kind of taking another step, another step, another step. And hopefully, you know, either this year or, you know, in the coming years, we're going to get to exactly where, you know, Eastern Kentucky should be. You totaled 39 touchdowns, threw for 3,900 yards. Did you ever get a chance to take a step back maybe after the season was over and just realize you know, how good of a season you had last year? Not necessarily. You know, you, you look at the stats and it's great. And then, you know, obviously, like, you go in the film room after a game and you watch stuff and it's like, man, like, I, I could have made that play. I could have made that play. So, so to me, it's really just like – looking at areas where I could, I could have improved even more and had an even better season. You know, as, as good as those numbers might sound, there were still like so many opportunities out there on the field that I feel like I missed that I, sh that I shouldn't have, to be honest with you. What are those opportunities that you missed or parts of the, of the game as a quarterback that you feel that you got to take that next step in with your last year? Yeah, for sure. Um, some of it's just, you know, trusting my guys to win more. Um, you know, and some of it, maybe I, maybe on one play, I just decided like, hey, I'm going to work backside of this concept. And then the front side, so they bust coverage and someone's running wide open. I mean, a lot of it may not necessarily be stuff I can necessarily improve. It's just stuff that, you know, game time, I probably just should have just kept, you know, maybe the front side of the progressive or backside back first, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Now, a memorable game that you were able to play in for the 2022 season was a seven overtime thrill. <laughs> you guys won 59 57 at Bowling Green. Just walk me through that entire game. Yeah, you know, that was honestly one of the most fun football games I've ever played in. Uh, going into that many overtimes, you know, we we struggled a little bit offensively that game. Uh, they were kind of giving us some troubles on defense. They kind of have 
a little bit of an exotic defense at times, you know, third and long, that kind of situations. So I, I honestly, it came down to kind of the last drive. You know, we had, I don't know how many minutes left, but we ended up driving down. I ended up throwing it to one of the receivers, uh, Jaden Higgins, in the back of the end zone as time expired, obviously, to send us into overtime. And then going into overtime, it was kind of just a emotional roller coaster, but obviously we pulled it out. And like I said, it was it was such a fun game to play in. Is that the longest game that you've been a part of? Oh, for sure. I mean, it felt like we had won that game like ten times, and it felt like we had lost that game ten times in the in the same game. I mean, there was there were so many crucial plays in that game that could have made or break either way. But yeah, that was definitely the longest game I played in. Do you feel like you had? like so much energy taken out of you guys that 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 entire week and then going into the week after like for you as a player you take that week to week mindset but you know feels like you guys use so much energy you guys had you guys basically left everything out in the tank and then you had to flip the script and regroup and play another week like was that a hard uh switch to to realize that man we got another game to play like next week yeah, it is. I mean, it's kind of like that every week, you know, whether you win or lose. You know, our coaches kind of talk about like you you have the after the game Saturday night and then you have Sunday. And then once once Monday starts, like it's it's next game week. You have to let that last game go and, you know, focus on what's going forward. And it's definitely hard if you win a game like that. Obviously, you, you want to celebrate that game as long as you can just because of, you know, how long of a game and how hard fought of a game it was. But, yeah, as soon as soon as Monday comes around, you know, it's on to the next week for us. Now, you played high school ball in Tennessee for Coalfield High School. You know, you, you mentioned a little bit about a lot of the the coverages and defenses yeah. just focused on, you know, staying in front of your man, staying in front of your man. But just overall, the Tennessee landscape and the culture, what was that like growing up in that state? No, it was fun. I like Tennessee. I mean, it. It is, it is very similar to Kentucky. I mean, there's not a huge difference. Um, my high school, it's about two and a half hours from here in Tennessee. Um, you know, I went to, like I said, I went to a small school in Tennessee. And I think the, the hardest part of the process, we, we were a good single A school. I mean, we, you know, we'd have most seasons, we'd lose maybe two games, one, two games. Uh, you know, we usually go pretty far in the playoffs. But uh, the hardest thing was, is like getting recruited from a single A school, especially playing quarterback. Like there was, there was hardly anyone that, you know, wanted to take a chance on me and that kind of stuff, just because. You know, if you pull up my film, some of the, you know, some of the defenses, some of the teams we were playing, I mean, it's like, it's like, okay, you're throwing to a receiver that's like 20 yards past the defense. Like most, most, you know what I'm saying? Most people could do that. Um, so I think the most frustrating part was, you know, so many, so many schools, you know, they would show interest, but then it was like, that, that was kind of as far as it went for most schools, obviously, other than Eastern Kentucky. Yeah. Go more into detail with that college recruitment. You know, what other schools were reaching out to you and, was there a tough time for you, like trying to find a school that you wanted to match your skill sets at the college level? Yeah, there was. I mean, I I was receiving, you know, interest from most of most of them were, you know, small G five or FCS schools. Um, and then obviously, I was going to camps at a lot of places. Um, and then I, I actually I went so I went to a camp at Eastern Kentucky. You know, they had shown interest. I went to a camp there. Um, I did okay at the camp. And then as I'm leaving, you know, I'm talking to the quarterback coach. And he's like, hey, man, like, what, what all else you got lined up? And I told him, like, yeah, I'm about to go to another camp tomorrow and then I have one the next week, something like that. So I ended up leaving. And I was like, well, you know, that kind of is what it is. I get like five minutes down the road and he calls me and he's like, hey, man, you, you think you can turn around and come back to my office? So, you know, I turn around, go back up to his office. 
that's when he offered me. And that was my, my one and only one and only scholarship I got out of high school. Wow. As person that I guess went to those camps, how important do you think like quarterback camps are for recruits at, at that position? Or is it just not, is it just more of a, I don't know, like a status symbol? I don't know. You know, it's really tough. I, I think if, if a school has a lot of interest in you, I think it's good to go and, you know, show your skill set there. But if a school doesn't really know who you are, especially as a quarterback, it's going to be hard to show up to a school. And even if you make, you know, 20 perfect throws, it's like, okay, like, are, are they honestly paying that close of attention to you to know you made 20 perfect throws, if that makes sense? So, you know, I think, it, I think it's hit or miss with camps. I, I think, um, obviously, it's good if they, if they know who you are and they know you're coming, obviously, you know, because they can watch you and see your skill set and that kind of stuff. But if, if they're not already interested in you, then, uh, yeah, I don't know, especially as a quarterback. What type of knowledge of the game or just understanding do you have of FCS football before you started to play? Yeah, I, di- I didn't have a lot of understanding of it. I didn't know a lot about it, to be honest with you. Obviously, I grew up probably like 45 minutes from like Tennessee Tech, UTC. So I knew of those programs, but I, I can't say I knew a-, a whole lot about FCS football or, you know, anything about really the conferences or a lot of the teams in it. So since you've been part of FCS for a number of years, what's uh, either a misconception that you, that people that don't watch it, that that maybe would say that you would like to debunk about that level of play? You know, I mean, every, every week, whenever we're playing a new opponent in the FCS, we get a, you know, we, we see their roster, you know, we have the backgrounds of all the players. And if you look both, like, I would say probably 75% of the time, the, the teams we're playing, the players they have, they're all like, you know, power five bounce backs or, or not bounce backs, but power five players. Most of them all at one point played in the FBS. Most of them played power five. So, I mean, a lot of it is, like, you're, you're playing good competition in the FCS as well, if that makes sense. I mean, you see a lot of times FCS schools upsetting these big Power 5 schools from time to time. You know, so I feel like in the FCS, obviously, I mean, there, there's there's good football players everywhere you are, no matter the level. Right. I think a couple months ago we had a cornerback for Austin P. Demetrius Ford. He came on yep. the podcast. Now, he eventually went on to uh, transfer to Arizona State. And he talked a little – he had some similarities about you got a lot of players from the Power Five that will maybe transfer to get more exposure. But he said the biggest difference he noticed playing – because he played a handful of games against FBS programs. He noticed yeah. the, the the line play, battle of the line of scrimmage, is really the biggest difference mm-hmm. he noticed. Yeah, I mean, I would I would agree with that. You know, we've – we played – let's see, we played Louisville last – Two, two years ago and then four years ago. So I played Louisville twice. You know, I would definitely say, you know, some of those bigger power five schools, definitely the up front, um, you can notice a difference, whether it's the D-line or the O-line. I feel like there is a difference as well, too. What would you say the best road atmosphere you've had to play in college? Um, best road atmosphere? Um, you know, like I said, I've, I've played at Louisville, which – you know, kind of it. It kind of was what it was. I would honestly probably say that Bowling Green game because I think that might have been their first home game, like kind of home opener. So they had a lot of people, and obviously going into that many overtimes, that was it was a pretty wild game. So I would I would definitely say that game. As far as you know, the fans really being into the game, you know, trying to make a difference, I would probably say that Bowling Green game. Okay, so some quick hitters for you. 
I mentioned way back in the early stage of the podcast, but I'll mention it now. Which current or retired NFL quarterback have you emulated or want to emulate? So my my kind of my favorite quarterback growing up was always Tim Tebow. And I, I can't say like I, I used to try, you know, running people over like he does. And, you know, that kind of that got me hurt twice. So I've kind of stepped away from that aspect. But he was always my favorite quarterback to watch play. I would say like kind of the quarterback I feel like I emulate um, that's like currently playing. I would say maybe like a Josh Allen type of quarterback just because, you know, he's he's a pocket passer that can move around, too. Um, so I, I would probably say him. I'm trying to get that image of a young Parker McKinney trying to run over people like Tim T. Yeah, well, my my coaches, you know, they would always be like, like, stop doing that, stop doing that, because I mean, I I don't know if you can tell, but I mean, I got an AC separation of my shoulder from doing it, both shoulders. So you know, I've learned to slide. <laughs> if you couldn't play quarterback, what other position would you play? Well, I played I played DB in high school actually because it was single A ball, so you, you play both sides of the ball there. So I played DB in high school. Right now, um, I would say I probably would not play DB. Probably like a tight end or linebacker, maybe outside linebacker, tight end. Yeah, because you played DB in high school. Did you learn anything about DB that translated into your success at quarterback? Uh, I mean, not necessarily. No. Uh, <laughs> You know, I I thought DB was was really fun to play though. Like in high school, like I always loved playing defense because in high school, you most people on your team like you don't come off the field. Like you punt, you turn the ball, whatever it is. Like you go in the other huddle on the other side and play whatever, whether it be defense or offense. What do you see yourself doing once your football career ends? Whether that be after college or after you know time in the pros. Yeah, so obviously after college, you know, I want to, you know, try and play football as as long as I can at the next level, obviously. But once I get out of that right now, um, so right now I'm getting my master's in business administration, my MBA. So I want to get into like medical device sales or pharmaceutical sales somewhere along that route is kind of what I'm thinking right now. Okay. Top three activities you enjoy doing that's not football related? Let's see, I like... uh, you know, playing video games with my friends. Um, I got a dog. I like to take him to the dog park and stuff. Um, you know, let me think. Actually, I don't. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's it's called like pickleball. It's kind of yeah. like a mix. Yeah, I, I like to play that sometimes. I actually, just like I just learned about it recently and started playing it. But a lot of pickleball courts in Kentucky. Not really. Actually, like actually, we had like the month of May off, so I played it like back home in Tennessee. Because I went back home for a few weeks and started playing it there. But it was definitely something I enjoyed doing. So outside of being a football player, what would you call yourself? Like, I'm a football I'm a football player, Parker McKinney, but I'm also Parker McKinney what? I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one. Um I don't know. I feel like I feel like I'm a pretty nice guy and you know, I try to be try to be funny and try to make a lot of jokes. So I, I don't know. I'll just, you know, say I'm a nice, nice, honest guy. <laughs> With you being in college for many years, you've now you're entering your sixth season. What advice would you have for players who are either at your position at the quarterback position in high school that want to take an FCS direction, or maybe it's players that are in college for a couple of years and they want to have a long 
successful college career just in general? Yeah, I think it's really all about the relationships you build with the coaches because so much of playing the quarterback position comes down to the confidence you have out there on the field. So I think first it comes down to, you know, the, do you fit into their system, like their offense they run? Um, do you fit into it? Obviously, like if you're a quarterback that can't run very well, you don't want to go somewhere that obviously they runs the wing tee. So I think it's, you know, obviously somewhere that you fit into the system and then, you know, having real relationships, you know, with the coaches that and they want to see you succeed as well. I think that's kind of the biggest thing is kind of just going where you're wanting. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any NIL deals that you've you've had in the past or any ones that you'd like to promote? Um, yeah, so so in Richmond I have, you know, Apollos and then I have the Jack Buford uh Chevrolet dealership and then also uh the NFL Draft Diamonds. I have one with him as well. How did those come about? Um the ones locally, they just, you know, they kind of happen just here locally. And then the Draft Diamonds, Damon reached out to me over the phone. And, you know, he he picked a couple, you know, FCS players at the FCS level. And, you know, he works, I don't know, there's probably six, seven, eight of us, something like that, that he works with. Okay, there you go. So for one, for other college football players, burgeoning football players, or just people who want to get to know you, get to know the Eastern Kentucky program, how can people, you know, reach out to you on social media? Oh, yeah, social media. I think I think all my social medias are just Parker underscore McKinney. And then obviously, you know, the EKU football social media as well. They tag me in a lot of stuff or vice versa. And so, you know, you can kind of find one through the other, if that makes sense. All right. That, yeah, that's great, man. So you know, now that you've now that you've been on the podcast, is anything else that you feel is important about you? The eku football program that you'd like to just promote or talk about uh i mean not necessarily anything about myself i would just say you know if you're looking for a football team to be a fan of obviously you know we're trying to we're trying to get a good tradition back here at eku and obviously at our games there's there's so many more fans that are starting to come out and stuff so it's a really good atmosphere for game days um but also you know i really appreciate you having me on here it was a good time yeah absolutely parker well, thank you so much for coming on and hope you have a good rest of your week. Awesome. Thank you. For those who are listening to our show for the first time, all our past and future episodes are available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Sports Mecca.